welcome to Paul's Podcast Diary, your weekly glimpse into the life of indie author Paul Teague. Find out how many words got written over the past seven days, hear what's on the planning board, and discover the tips and tools which Paul is using to self-publish his books and get them selling as fast as possible. This is Paul's Podcast Diary, and here's your show host, Paul Teague. Hello and welcome to Paul's Podcast Diary, episode number 74, for Saturday the 11th of November, 2017. I've been writing today, I'm recording this diary on Thursday because I've got a whole day of corporate training tomorrow. So everything's one day early this week. And I've just written, I wrote 5,184 words of my sci-fi book, Deleted. Now that takes me up to the 30,000 word mark. So there are four more writing days until that book is completed. Now I think when I recorded last week's diary, I said to you that I was going to try and write on the Sunday, the day after my day at the Society of Authors. Now, I didn't do that because, frankly, um, it's quite a busy day on the Saturday, and I just thought, I fancy a day off, actually. So I, I did. I was productive. I'm usually productive. But um, when I have a day off, I do what I call miscellaneous tasks, uh, which means I don't have to super focus on any one thing. I'm always chugging things along, uh, but it means I can get up, go walk into town with my wife. You know, just just it's just a, a more relaxed kind of day. So I am always being productive, but it's not the kind of concentration and uh, energy that a day writing five thousand words will take. Um, so I didn't write on Sunday, but there's no problem. I got uh, plenty of time. It's all sketched out on the plan. I've had to make a couple of changes this week actually because I needed to clear a day for an appointment uh, to discuss some other uh, biz- business proposal in my other non-writing. Uh, life um so this is just the way it is just shuffle the slides and the squares around uh, and we get there but uh, the book will be written by christmas it's all fine plenty of days scheduled and um again i've, I've penciled in uh saturday i might write on saturday uh, but i don't have to um if i want to get ahead i will i have to say the story's uh, gone really well today i've had no problems with the story it's all getting very exciting and, and when i get to the point when i'm uh, completely embroiled in the story rather than me uh, weaving the story and and setting it up when i'm completely embroiled in the action i get to a stage where the story almost tells itself um it's just one foot after the next so I may well write on Saturday. I just said to my wife, I'll, I'll, I'll see how I am. I have to say, when I do a full day's corporate training, uh, it must be the old man in me, but I, I get quite tired by that now. I much prefer doing um, hour-long sessions like I did at the Society of Authors. I, I'll talk to you about that in a moment or two. Um, but I find a day of training uh, quite quite punishing um, these days. So um, I'll probably be a bit tired when I get back. And <laughs> it sounds very artistic and lovely, doesn't it? But uh, I'll probably be a bit tired when I get back tomorrow night. Uh, but after a day watching some next, uh, Netflix, watching some Netflix in the evening, um, I, if I get up and I'm early on Saturday, I'll get up out of bed and I'll start and I'll have it done by midday. So uh, that's a penciled in, but it would be quite nice because it gets me way ahead uh, if I do that day. But um, that's all up in the air at the moment. OK, now, the other thing I know you're all waiting to hear about is uh, BookBub. What's happening next week? It's uh, I'm taking my son to Poland next week. We're going on a, an adventure. We're going to uh, Krakow. And we're going to see Auschwitz and we're going to the salt mine caves and all, all of that touristy stuff. Um, but my son and I, we've wanted to go to Auschwitz for some time. And uh, I just noticed how cheaply I could do it at this time of year. So I said to him, are you coming? And he said, yes. And I've, I've taken him out of school like an evil parent for the week. And uh, we're off to Poland, which I'm really looking forward to. Um, so that means that I won't be in the UK next Friday when I would normally record my diary, I'm going to record the diary this coming Monday before we leave for Poland, the night before we leave for Poland. 
So what I thought I would do is, because I'm not going to have any writing progress for you particularly when I record that diary, what I thought I'd do is I'd save a complete update on BookBub. Now that will be uh, two weeks. Is that right? Yeah, two weeks. That will be the two-week point from when we launched BookBub. So I've, I've got loads of, of stats and information for you at that point. And I just thought that would be really useful to give you a two-week summary. Now, I've got some really good stuff to tell you about BookBub. It's continued to go really well uh, this week. I'm going to hit record earnings and, and all of this sort of stuff. So um, I'll go through BookBub in next week's diary simply because I need to record it before we go to Poland. Otherwise, it'll be a day or two late. I don't think we're back until the Sunday. So um, that that's just going to work better for me. So sorry to keep you on tenterhooks if you're if you're hanging on for dear life for all this information uh, about BookBub. But it just seems more sensible for me to do that before I go and do a more detailed episode summarising where we're up to with the uh, with the bookbubs so uh, that that'll be next week's diary uh, as ever plenty of news for this week's diary though um I attended the Society of Authors event I guess this is the main thing of this week um now how did I get that invite I know a gentleman who I did some corporate training with uh, he beaded my Facebook training um I'd done some one-to-one work with him as well and um, we'd got talking about writing. I interviewed him for my podcast. I didn't realize he was a member of the Society of Authors. He said, uh, you make a really great speaker for the Society of Authors because of all the digitally stuff that you're doing. So I got that invite. It felt like it came in ages ago, in actual fact. It's one of these things you put in the diary, and then all of a sudden it, it rears its head out of nowhere. So um, I was a little bit nervous about the Society of Authors because I thought that they were more traditional um, you know, more what you think of as a as a group of authors rather than the indie um, community. And I thought I might feel like a bit of uh, an imposter or an, odd, or an, odd, an oddity in that environment. Uh, but as it turned out, that wasn't the case at all. We travelled down to Manchester on the Friday. Uh, my wife came with me, so um, she went off exploring Manchester. She didn't come to the event. <laughs> no interest in the event yet. She went off exploring and having a good time. And uh, we stayed at an easy hotel, interestingly. Um, they've just got an easy hotel in Manchester. And I like to try these things. I, I probably mentioned before that I, I stayed somewhere a couple of months ago and did an Airbnb um, just because I wanted to try an Airbnb. And it helps me as an author, too, if I have that experience. And it's the same with a with an easy hotel. I just like to try stuff. And uh, so I wanted to try an easy hotel. Never been in one before. So we stayed in an easy hotel in Manchester. Very, very cheap. 33 quid. That's very good for Manchester. Uh, 33 quid overnight. Uh, and it was fine. It was nice, really nice. Uh, only thing was, was finding the place. I expected it to be all orange. Um, but in the nighttime in Manchester, when we arrived, couldn't find the place anywhere. Uh, so other than the branding, it was very good and highly recommended if you want a, a cheap night out. Uh, private facilities, nice and comfortable. Uh, the only thing is about easy hotels. Sorry, I know this isn't about writing, but you have to pay for everything. If you want a remote control, I was trying to hack the TV, uh, <laughs> trying to find an app to hack the TV, but you've got to pay five quid to hire the remote. I think five, you know, five quid for a Wi-Fi. It's five quid add-ons all the time. So the basic price is 33 quid, which is very cheap. But if you want all the bits and, and bobs afterwards, you have to pay a five or a time for those. Anyhow, that's nothing to do with writing. That's just a buy the buy. Back to the Society of Authors event. So I was going to stay for most of the day. Um, I arrived with everybody else. I attended a an accounting session, first of all. And it was a, about a two-hour session, but it was split in half. Now, this was really, really interesting. Uh, a very valuable session. And I enjoyed it so much that I've put in a request to the company. So can I talk to the, the chap who was... Um, well, there were two chaps doing the the, uh, the talk or the presentation. But can I talk to one of them for the podcast? Because I think it would be really valuable. Now, clearly, 
this is more UK accounting, uh, but there were still things in there that were really interesting. Now, the big thing for me when I was listening to the presentation was, and remember, this is UK. We're talking UK accounts here, so I don't know whether it quali- I don't know whether it applies whichever territory you're in. Um, but one of the things they mentioned was that as a limited company, if you set up a limited company as an author, and remember, this is an idiot telling you this, so you know, do your due diligence and check all of this stuff because I might be interpreting it wrong, but I'm pretty sure I got this right. Um, if you have a limited company as an author, they were basically saying, don't have a limited company. It's a better setup as an author. Uh, of course, you know, unless you're a massive, massive author. Um, but for most of us, they were saying, uh, just sole traders, fine. Now, I went sole trader last October because um, unusually it's, it matters financially. It looks like I actually made a right judgment for a change. Uh, but I, when I, I had a limited company before, but when I focused entirely on the writing, which I did, I think it was last September, which was where my accounts year ran up to as a limited company. When I stopped doing the internet marketing stuff and focused entirely on the, the kind of writing author industry, I went sole trader because my perception was there was no point actually being a limited company uh, anymore. Uh, all the dividend benefits and things that I used to get um, don't get them anymore. So there's not, not a lot of advantage in being a limited company. Uh, and as an author, um, when I had a software, I needed to be a limited company because, you know, in theory, I could do some damage in the world. But as an author, uh, no one's going to sue me, not unless we go for libel or, or contempt of court or something like that. And with my journalistic uh, background, I'm quite happy that I'm not going to drop anybody in anything uh, in, in that department. I, I survived 18 years of live radio without doing it. So um, I'm aware of that stuff. But that really is your your biggest um, fear, I think, probably as a writer, is breaking copyright, um, not so much contempt of, of court, but it is an issue, um, or, or libel is, is a possible issue as well. So um, he was basically saying, be a sole trader. But the, the big, really, or the really interesting thing that he said was that if you're a limited company, you have to assign the copyright of your books to the limited company because you, you, you don't own the company needs to own the copyright of the books. Now that was complete news uh, to me. I'd never even thought about that, but when you think about it, it makes sense because the company is the entity that, that controls the business. So I just thought I'd flag that up. Now, as I said, I do want to get this company on if I can. Um, but again, they are, uh, they're an accountancy firm in the UK. I think they're based in London and somewhere else south that begins with a W that I've forgotten. Um, it wasn't Walford. No, can't remember where it was, but it's somewhere, something with a W, I think. Uh, but London, south. And they are accountants who specialize in working with authors. Now, there's there's a lot to be said for that because they know all the ins and outs of how we work. They know, for instance, that as authors, we might want to go on research trips and that we could claim those for tax purposes. One of the things I asked there was, as you know, one of my aspirations is to be able to just travel around writing and I want to know what I can claim. And I was basically saying to them, can, can I can I go off abroad when the kids have all left home, write all winter and research the, the locations in Spain? And claim that offset that against tax. Now, uh, I can't, I, so I can in certain circumstances, but they were explaining to me that if I bring my wife and she just comes out for a holiday, then, uh, then, then you can't claim that as, as a business expense. I can claim my flight, but I can't claim my accommodation if I bring my wife because it's predominantly a holiday. So they went into all these sorts of details. So the bad news for my wife is she's got to stay at home. <laughs> Only kidding. But uh, if my wife writes and she bases it in Spain, then we can both go out and write and then we can claim the accommodation. So there's all these things that they know about writing. Now remember, I'm not an accountant. I'm a fool with money. 
And, um, you know, don't, this, you should always do due diligence on anything I'm, I'm telling you right now, because this is my interpretation of what I heard in a presentation. But let me tell you who these people are. They are HW Fisher writers on Twitter. They're at HWF for Freddie, HWF writers, all one word. Um, and I hope to get an interview with them on this podcast. I have put the request in already, but I just found it absolutely fascinating. So, um, you know, there are particular sets of circumstances that apply to us as authors, but the limited company thing I thought was very, very interesting. And I'll, I'll bet there's a few people listening to this right now who have set up limited companies and aren't aware of that. So it's definitely something to check out if you can. Um, my talk, really enjoyed it. Um, I did a little survey before I spoke because I figured that in that room, and I spoke to some of them, you know, there are authors to doing way, 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 way better than I am. But there are also um, traditionally published authors who are frankly make nothing in that room as well. And I asked people who was self-publishing, who was traditional, who was thinking of self-publishing. And it was over probably about two thirds, half to two thirds of the room were either self-publishing or thinking of self-publishing. So if you think of the Society of Authors is, I think of it as more of a traditional uh, membership group. Interesting to see how much interest there was in self-publishing there. Now, I basically talked them through, uh, pretty well talked them through my BookBub launch and explained how you can give away books seemingly for free, but that you can also make money from giving away a, inverted commas, free book. And I was explaining how page reads work and things like that and how then you get buy-through when you write in a series. And you'll all be familiar with me talking about this, and I'll go into it in chapter and verse in the next diary when I bring you a full summary of the BookBub promo. Um, but uh, it went down well. There was one person on Twitter who said, you know, whatever I do, I can't bring myself to give anything away for free. It's my art. Um, I think you always get that resistance, but I, my view is you weren't listening to what I was saying. I, I, you know, it looks like I'm giving something away for free, but look at the sales. You know, look at this is we're making sales from this. Um, so it's a sleight of hand marketing movement. We're not, we are giving stuff away, but we're not. We're making money out of it. And, and you know, so, so there's me giving away stuff for free, but I've had my best ever month, um, in writing. So you, how can you not that? How can you not that as an artist? You know, I don't want to have my stuff sat on a shelf where I only admire it and no one sees it. I want to get my stuff out there. And, um, and as a self-published author, without the machinery of a traditional publisher behind me, I have to put myself out there and do it myself. And, and that at the moment seems to be the best way to get it done. Um, they shot a video of us while we were there. Um, and, um, if, as soon as it's available, I, I got the draft of the video and just had to sign off the captions and things like that. And, uh, I'm there looking very baggy under the eyes and things like that. I ain't seeing myself on video. It's much better on radio when you can't see yourself. But, um, you know, you'd think I'd have got over all of this with, I've, I've done telly before, not very much of it as little as I possibly could. But uh, no one likes the way they look on video. But however, it's a really nice video. I tell you why it's nice, because it has the lovely Society of Authors logo on it. And it's really good for me for positioning. So you have to do these things. But, you know, there's me, Society of Authors video with lots of other writing, um, inverted commas, you know, experts or spokespeople. And it looks great. And uh, that's going out to the Society of Authors now. So fantastic. Now, the minute I get that video, I'll share it with you. But I've taken two stills off it and put them on the resources page for this week so you can at least get a, a feel for how that looks 
Now, I, I joined the Society of Authors uh, a couple of months ago because I thought, well, if, if they're going to give me some work, I, I really, as a courtesy, ought to find out more about them and what they do. So I, I joined it and I got my application pack and I'm embarrassed to say I forgot all about it. I didn't even log in. I hadn't realised I hadn't even logged in. Um, so one of the things they mentioned when they were doing this speech or this talk about accounts was that apparently we get, um, they were talking about the the, the problem or the potential when you're in business, and I've known about this for a long time, that the Inland Revenue HMRC, this is in the UK, of course, might come and do an inspection and check your books. This is something that they do occasionally. They target different industries. And you can get insurance uh, for this because it's very intrusive. But they come in, I mean, I've been in business for a few years now. I've got, I got boxes full of accounts in my in my loft um, from, from since I've been in business, you know, about seven, how many years? Seven years of it now. Uh, and in fact, last year was the year I got so fed up with these piles of receipts and things that I print out that, um, and because making tax digital is coming and everything's going to be digital from 2019, I think it is. Um, I just thought, well, I want to make a positive move in that direction. So everything I do now is in the cloud and I don't print out anything. And I asked a few questions about that at the presentation, which is another reason why it was so um, useful with that. Um, but I, one of the things I heard them mention was that um, the Society of Authors have a have cover in case you get one of these tax inspections, and then it covers the price of the accountants to come in and then you know to work with you and to sift through all the nonsense that you've got to go and um, sift through. Um, and it's only twelve quid uh, if you're a member of the Society of Authors. So I thought, oh blimey, that's a heck of a lot less than I've seen. Um, because I, you know, I've seen it quoted and it's just a normal insurance policy, a hundred and whatever it is, uh, for the year. I thought 12 quid's really good. Um, so that made me get my, find my membership pack, which was hidden in my filing cabinet and uh, log in. He says embarrassed for the first time, um, to look at the membership benefits. And there's a few things in there that are really useful for authors. Uh, lots of discounts and things like that. They do public liability insurance if you need it or you feel you need it. The costs of, um, protecting, protecting yourself for a year. Against a tax inspection, a twelve quid, twelve quid's really good. That's a really good price. Um, so I'm getting that. I've printed out the sheets, and I'm I'm getting that for my uh, business. Uh, but also um, another thing that I hadn't noticed was that um, you'll know if you're a member of the Alliance of Independent Authors that whenever they have a fringe event, they give you a code that lets you set up a book for free and have any revisions for free. Well, as a member of the Society of Authors, if you are a member, then you get that permanently. You get a code that lets you get your list your books for free and your revisions for free. Now, that's worth having because I've paid for this stuff in the past. So um, as I say, I'm really embarrassed to admit that having joined, I didn't really have a good look. But having been to that event in Manchester at the week, I found some really good benefits for being in the Society of Authors. And, you know, and I really enjoyed the event and they hold lots of different events all around the country. So uh, this is my personal recommendation to you to check out the Society of Authors. Now, you know that I'm a big fan of the Alliance of Independent Authors too, but I really feel that the two organisations um, um, feed a different need in me. Um, I, I got a lot from that event at the weekend um, that probably I wouldn't get from the Alliance of Independent Authors, but I also rely on the Alliance of Independent Authors to feed me uh, as a solely uh, independent author. So I am going to recommend that you check out the Society of Authors. I, uh, you know, it's been a very pleasant surprise for me. One of the other good things I was happy about is that my my contact there is is going to try and get me on the circuit in London as well down there. So I'm, you know, this is to me this is growing my author business. This is what it's all about. And of course, because I networked, I've come back with lots of potential guests for this podcast, which is fantastic. With that in mind, by the way, I just 
want to tell you, I know I, I told you a few weeks back, and, and it's been on the schedule for a while, that when I got to January, I was going to um, stop running weekly guest interviews. The diaries were going to continue weekly because they don't take up much of my time. Um, but the guests, I was going to change the frequency just for a couple of months at the new year. Well, the way it's gone, to be honest with you, I recorded, I'll talk about the interview I did last night in a moment or two, but I, I recorded that interview and that's for um, the 1st of January, for goodness sake. So I, I'm in such flow with this now. Um, that I've really, I'm really doing well with the interviews. And the other thing that I find is that, um, the guests naturally occur. So I, I went to the event on Saturday and, um, I met three people immediately who I said, let's talk. Let me get you booked into the podcast. And that, that then would take, well, if I were going to do one a month, that's going to take me till J- June, July or something like that. And it would be ridiculous to hold those interviews as long as that. So I just thought, what the heck? I got time before Christmas. I'm going to put these in the pot and we'll do, I'm going to go weekly till the end of January and then we'll see how things are then. Um, but, but, but at the end of January, I'm then going to the 20 books conference in London. I'll get a load of guests from that as well. So I suspect having, having said to you, I'm, I might change the pace of the guest interviews. You know, all the time they're, they're coming out the woodwork and, and I'm not in a lull and struggling to find guests. If they continue to come in at the rate they have been, uh, recently, then I, I'll just keep it going because I might as well. I'm in such a routine with it now. What, what I tend to do is I, I schedule the interviews as much as I possibly can. Um, so I, I do a day's work Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. I, I try and schedule the interviews either for a Monday or a Tuesday or a Wednesday. I try and do one a week and it's been working pretty well for me. And I, I said to my wife, I, I run them seven till nine. So I've had time to come home from work, have my tea, have a cup of tea and I'm ready to go again by the time we get to seven. It doesn't keep me up late. So I'm sat down you know, watching Netflix by uh, half eight, nine o'clock, which is when I would usually be. And I said to my wife, you know, I I said that I was going to stop these, but, but actually what else productive would I do in the evening? I might as well be recording an interview um, for the time it takes me. So, um, so (laughs) for the time being, unless I hit a dry spot with, with finding guests, I'm just going to keep going because I would actually be turning opportunities away if I didn't keep recording uh, and I'm just meeting so many great people interesting people and I, and I want to share their stories I want to share the information that they've got so we'll just keep going on I'll, I'll let you know if I need to change that but uh, that's certainly going to take me through to the end of January uh, 2018 on a weekly interview basis and I, I know what it's like you know I do it with Joanna Penn's uh, podcasts I pick and choose the guests that I listen to so I'm very very interested in some I'm not particularly interested in and I dip in and out of the interviews but I I, I get a sense when I'm talking to people about this podcast that uh, the majority of people listen to the diaries every week and they dip in and out of the guests and frankly that's what I would do um, <laughs> I think it's the best way to do it isn't it when you're not interested in all guests uh, and I'm I'm perfectly um, happy with that uh, but I think I'll just keep doing the guests until I reach that potential dry spot if I do I'll let you know if I'm going to change the frequency uh, last night I booked up Michael Andelay uh, Michael Andelay of 20 books to 50k fame great interview really enjoyed it very chatty guy very happy to share his numbers and his figures and his techniques um, I got to tell you I know I keep telling you this if you're not going to 20 books in London just get there you know f- find the money don't have a Christmas present this year sell a child you know sell the dog whatever 
but get to 20 Books London. It's going to be a great networking event. It's going to be an opportunity to sit next to six-figure authors. And it's the networking of these things that counts. Uh, and, and it's also the, the nuggets of information that you can get. You just need to leave that weekend with one or two nuggets where the penny drops and you think, yeah, I just hadn't thought about that. It changes the way you think. Uh, and it's not expensive. I can't remember what is it. It's £160, something like that. And I know, you know, I know that could be uh, a big ask sometimes, but believe me, that is cheap for a conference, for two days of conference. So if you can get there, if you haven't booked yet, get to 20 Books London. And I'll put the link on the resources page. And I was talking to Michael. What I've talked to Michael. I said to him, I'm not going to run your interview until the 1st of January, because in the 1st of January, we're going to be in the last two months for booking that. Now, I think it's going to go. I think it's going to sell out pretty quickly. I think when we hit January, people are going to jump in there and they're going to, they're going to book it up because they're going to realize there's no more dithering time left and, uh, and they're going to make a decision. So I would get in there if I were you, because I think they're going to be turning away all these people who wait to the last minute to book. I think you might get caught out. And the thing about London is they have very restricted floor space. So there's no cramming people in when they hit the number. That's it. Doors close. So I can't recommend to you highly enough going there. There's loads of podcast listeners going. We could be like a little gang in the cheap hotel, in the travel lodge. In, is it Egham? Egham where we're staying. Um, it's 30 quid a night at, at Egham, uh, in the travel lodge. And, um, somebody, I think it was Claire. I'm sure it was Claire who I'm going to mention in a minute. Yes. I'm sure it was Claire who uh, managed to book in still. So they seem to have room still at the travel lodge and it's much cheaper than staying in the big hotel. Um, so I highly and heartily recommend that event to you if you're not booked in yet. I wanted just to share a little tip. My wife uh, brought a book home from the library the other day, and she said, I just thought you might want to see this. And, and my wife, incidentally, is still doing the, um, what is it called? NaNoWriMo. But she's not doing 50K. She's aiming for 20-something K. And um, she really appreciates when I when she comes home from work and I said, oh, I've done 5,000. What did I do? 5,100 and whatever it was, words. Uh, she really appreciates that now because I don't think she's reached, um, I don't think she's reached 5,000 yet. And, um, she, I came in the other night. Just, I said, what are, you, what are you up to? And she, she was writing and, uh, she's like, I, I really kind of get what it's like when you say to me, I've done 5,000 words in a day now. Uh, you know, what, what, what that, what it takes to write 5,000 words. So anyhow, um, she brought this uh, book back and it's a self-published book. It's published through Matador. So it's kind of, it is self-published, but, but not fully self-published but this author has put a little bookmark in and the bookmark says this book has been donated to the library by the author see reviews on amazon and goodreads enjoy and then it puts the name of the author and i just thought oh, it's a really it's a really neat trick so the book's been donated to the local library our local library has taken that book and they've allowed the author to put a personal message in. Now, I've put a photograph on the resources page of what that looks like, but I thought you might be interested in that. It's just a, a very simple, very neat uh, marketing trick, well worth doing, and uh, I would highly recommend it to you. In fact, if I did it, and I might do it yet, actually, if I did it, I would want a web link in there or a Facebook page link or something like that, and I'd be even more, or maybe a mailing list um, sign-up link or something like that. Although, of course, I already have those in the text of my book. But the little book plate, the little mark that she's put in the book is good. It's a really neat idea. Um, and I just thought I'd share that with you. I did say that I've got plenty of news for you this week without even mentioning the book, Bub. Um, I just wanted to mention Amazon ads. Um, 
the Amazon ads are working well for me with the non-fiction books. My MailChimp and WordPress book are selling well. I'm getting good results. Um, I've upped my amounts that I'm spending because the results are good and the ratios are all good. And what I'm spending, spending a small amount and, and, and getting, or Amazon's telling me, you know, making a very good proportional amount of sales. Um, not really working for me with the fiction at the moment. So I am going to have to go back to this. However, I have been reading. Let me just lean over and get it. Um, can't even remember where I heard about this. I think it might have been on the self-publishing podcast. I think it was that. Um, Michael Cooper's book, Help My Facebook Ads Suck. This is a great book. And I, again, heartily recommend it to you. It's it's by my desk at the moment on top of Brian Meeks's Amazon ad books. Um, Michael Cooper's book is, is the book that I wish that Brian Meeks's book was, in that Michael Cooper just goes through there and says, do this, do this, don't do that. That doesn't work. This works. That doesn't work. Okay, that's kind of what I wish... Brian Meeks would do at the end of each chapter. Just, you know, don't go on about all the stats. Just tell me what to do. Tell me what to do. A, B, C. That's all I want. Um, and, uh, you know, I'm quite happy for all the pontification in between. But all I want is simple do's and don'ts. And Michael Cooper does that with his Facebook book. And it's it sort of reinvigorated my my interest in, in Facebook, to be honest with you. Um, and I tried a little ad, just a little sample ad this week using his techniques and it, and it went well and the reason I stopped the ad was I thought you know I've been a bit daft really I was promoting the trilogy of Don't Tell Meg and because I got so many sales coming from the BookBub ad at the moment I, I thought this was a bit of a daft one to advertise really because it's very difficult for me to track what sales I'm getting as a result of the Facebook ad so I'm going to do it at the weekend on my sci-fis which I don't have promos on at the moment so I can track better whether how well it's working but you see the numbers the numbers on the ad were working in terms of the the clicks I was getting the price I was getting them to but um, Michael Cooper in this book uh, says some things that um, you know I probably go contrary to what Mark Dawson would tell you um, he says he says to send links directly to your Amazon page because he makes a very good argument, which is that Amazon has optimized that page for sale. It's a very good point. If you try and optimize a page for sale, you're going to spend a long time doing it. Um, so I think that makes a good case. He's against using lookalike audiences. He says they don't really work or mostly work. And he goes into a lot of detail about using photographs. He says, don't use your covers and don't use text. He says, use an image from stock images that... Um, sum up the sort of feel and the mood of your books. So there's a lot of stuff in there that I haven't heard, and uh, and I like it. It's very very good book. So I, again, uh, it's called Help My Facebook Ads Suck, and it's by Michael Cooper. Who incidentally, I think I'm right in saying this. I think he's talking at Twenty Books London. He talked at the one in Vegas. I think he's talking in London, but don't quote me on that. Um, but great book. Um, so. Uh, Again, I, you know, I wish Brian Meeks' book was just a bit more straightforward. There's a lot of, you know, ifs, buts, and maybes in there. All, all I want is a summary like Michael's given us. Um, so I'm going to keep going back to the Amazon ads. I'm also going to do Dave Chesson's free course. I, I just need to do some learning, I think, with this and immerse myself in it a bit more. But uh, Michael uh, Cooper, I think, will invigorate your interest in Facebook ads if you read that book. Uh, I need to update you with my Insta Freebie events. I've got two Insta Freebie events running between now and Christmas. Actually, if my wife gets her book done, I'm going to do a Christmas one. I said to her, I was trying to work out how, I said, if you get that book done, and I think the jury's still out, I think she's not sure whether she's still going to get it done. But it's fine. I just, all, my only requirement is that, you know, if somebody says, I want to write a book, my only requirement is that they sit down and try it. And if they then subsequently don't write a book, 
that's fine. At least you gave it your best shot and you know it's not for you. Uh, what I hope is that she'll write a book. But um, my only requirement is that people don't just say, oh, I want to write a book. I want to write a book like it's ethereally good to come out the universe somehow. I'd rather somebody actually had a go at it. And if it's really not for them, that's fine. At least they had a go at it. Uh, what I hope, though, is obviously they managed to write a book. Anyhow, that's a long way of saying that <laughs> uh, if my wife does write a book, I'm good. To, I've got time to squeeze in a, a Christmas books giveaway um, before the end of December, and I've tentatively put that in. But you won't. I won't put any pages up or declare that publicly, uh, other than in this diary, until I know whether she's going to get that book written or not. But I have two giveaways going, regardless of that. My uh, sci-fi dystopian giveaway is full that's going to run between monday the 20th of november and sunday the 26th of november all the books are on my page now if you want to have a look at that you can see it ready to be honest with you at freebiebooks freebie-books.com you can see what that looks like got a lovely list of sci-fi authors there lots of good covers in there um, and also not people uh, i've got a mix of people that i've worked with before and people i haven't worked with before which is great because it means we all get to refresh our lists so when that one was full I started promoting the next one, which is going to be the thriller one. That runs between the 2nd of December and the 8th of December. And I think we're about, where are we now? We must be about half, maybe just under halfway full with that. And usually I just have to give them a couple of thrashings uh, just to get them full. I do it on the, the giveaway sites and... Um, it's you know it's all it's kind of good to go. It'll just fill up. I'm quite confident it'll fill up. Um, sometimes it's a little bit last minute. Uh, you just have to put a couple of ads in the in the giveaway sites, but you usually get there in time. I only need 35 people with the sci-fi one. Um, I think I ended up with two extras. That's usually the way it happens. I end up pushing it so much to get it full that I end up with too many people on it and have to juggle the pages. But, but both of those uh, are good to go. Looking forward to running those events and building my list up before Christmas. And I think that's all the news I have for you. Yes, it is. So I just need to mention uh, Claire Sager, who is uh, a regular listener to the podcast and is coming to 20 Books London. Uh, Claire was listening to the diary while doing, uh, getting, uh, you're just about to get married, aren't you? Imminently, Claire. And uh, Claire's working at the sewing machine, um, working on her wedding dress. So uh, congratulations. Uh, on that and uh, thank you very much on the photograph it takes me back my mum used to do sort of sewing on a machine uh, you know like that it takes me back to to that mum um, always did dressmaking and things like that so uh, thanks very much for the photograph and uh, Claire says thanks for sharing the book bub nitty gritty there'll be even more nitty gritty to cover the next diary uh, Tim Lewis who's also a regular listener to the podcast he also runs his own podcast uh, which is Begin Self-Publishing uh, Tim was on his regular uh, Saturday walk. He's going for a lovely walk in the woods. Uh, he calls it the forest, so I'm not quite sure it is. Um, but it's a lovely time of year to go walking. Uh, beautiful. I love autumn for a for a walk. As, as Tim said in his reply to me, you know, before it turns into a quagmire, it's a lovely time when the leaves are lovely and crisp before they all get all all gets wet and soggy. Um, so thank you very much for sharing that, Tim. Uh, Tim is also going to the uh, Twenty Books London event as well. So it's going to be a lovely little networking event there. And that is it. Thank you very much for listening to this week's diary. Uh, my guest next week is going to be Queeve McDonald. Now, Queeve, I met, oh, where was it? Manchester at the Amazon event that I did there. He was one of the chaps I talked to at uh, lunchtime. He, I think he was already a listener to the podcast. Uh, I know he's a big fan of these diaries. So thank you very much for your support with that, Queeve. Now, Queeve is a fascinating guy. He has had a TV career. He's a comedian. He works with Sarah Millican, who's a, a big UK uh, comedian. 
and uh, has known her for a, a number of years. He does the circuit with Sarah, um, and, and he's sort of really well attached. He's, he's done writing for comedy series um, that people in the UK will be familiar with as well, How I Got News For You. And the other one, the other news one, the name of which I forget right now. Sorry, Cueve. Uh, but Cueve is writing thrillers uh, with a sort of a comedy, uh, comedic angle. And we had a great chat when I caught up with him uh, for the podcast. Uh, lots of uh, information about writing, you know, comedy and characters and about his career. A great interview, you know, fantastic person to know. And also, uh, you know, Cueve's had a breakthrough with his books. He's selling a lot of books now. He'll talk us through how he achieved that. Um Again, you know, another fascinating interview. There's something to learn in all of these interviews. And I really enjoyed having a chat to Quee for that particular interview. So that's coming up on Monday. Um, I'm flying off to Poland on Tuesday um, for five days. So I'm really looking forward to that. The podcast diary will be back, though, same time, same place next Saturday. We'll have a little bit of time slip here as the diaries are recorded while I'm away and all of that sort of stuff. But it'll all happen magically at the appointed time. So thank you very much for listening. I do appreciate it. I hope you have a fabulous week of writing. And I will be back same time, same place next week. Bye-bye for now. Thanks for listening to Paul's Podcast Diary. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast feed to hear next week's update and find out how many words get produced over the next seven days. Until then, we hope you have a great week of writing.